Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to our weekly discussion podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle. I am Pastor Holly. And we are so excited to be with you yeah. on yet another week. Here we are. And, and a really important week, this Pastor Holly. This is a Holly. great week. Yes, yes. One of my favorites. M- one of mine as well. So we're in the beginning of what the church calls or is known as Holy Week. Yeah. And Holy Week is a specific focus on the last week of Jesus's life. Uh, before his death and resurrection. Right. Uh, so today's the beginning of that, um, and today is known as Palm Sunday. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that story a little bit, but really excited. And then further on in the week, we get to what's known as Good Friday, mm-hmm. which is the day that we uh, we remember uh, and kind of linger in Jesus' crucifixion yeah. and what that means for us. Right. And then uh, Holy Week ends next Sunday with Easter. Yes. When we remember and celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Yeah. A roller coaster of a week. A roller coaster of a week. And and uh, you had just mentioned earlier, you know, that there's a lot of emotional ups and downs yeah. to this mm-hmm. week. And we should, it's good, we should let ourselves go on that roller coaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want to jump just right to the celebration um, that we will uh, participate in next week. We, we kind of want to linger in the suffering of Jesus. Yeah. Um, because it has a lot to do with our sinfulness. It does, And yeah. uh, we need to recognize that. Just gives us a deeper understanding of of what Jesus has done for us. And, and uh, you know, it was quite an up and down week uh, for Jesus in his life. Yeah. So it's when we get to uh, commemorate and walk with him every year. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so really just uh, love, 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 love this week. And so speaking of... Um, getting a deeper understanding yeah. and uh, learning a little bit more. We That's kind of what we want to do for this passage here on Palm Sunday. Yeah. It's the Sunday that we always look at the scripture where Jesus uh, enters Jerusalem. And uh, I'll read this here in a minute, but it's where Jesus uh, enters Jerusalem riding on a donkey. And we mm-hmm. always hear about palm branches being waved or laid on the ground yeah. and people singing Hosanna, praise Jesus, you know, that kind of thing. And so we do that as a church. Yeah. And it's really a great experience. Yeah. Uh, But there's a lot of tension that we might not recognize in this story. Yes. Yeah, I think about um, all the you know kids' storybook Bibles yes. that I, I've uh, I've seen where Palm Sunday is shown as, um, or, or you know wouldn't have been called Palm Sunday then, right. but this day uh, is is shown as you know Jesus is riding in and he's kind of doing the princess wave on the yeah. donkey, <laughs> yes. and there are like twenty five really happy families, uh, kids waving yeah, palm exactly. branches and so forth, and it's just this really nice. It looks like a little small town parade. Yep, totally. Um, that's not really what it was. Nope. There's yeah. no vendor on the side with those little whirly things, you know, no, like right. No cotton candy. No cotton candy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a pretty tension-filled moment right. in the city, and I think if we can recognize that, it actually provides a lot of depth to what Jesus is doing, mm-hmm. um, what he uh, wants to do, what he's headed toward, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. We all like high drama, right? Yeah. <laughs> like in our in our TV shows, our right. stories, right? This is high drama. Very high drama. In fact, yeah. there's a word in the passage um, where we'll talk about it a little bit, kind of as as a jumping off point. But oh, but yeah, it talks about kind of a little bit what's happening citywide yeah. uh, with this. Okay, so let me read this scripture for us. 
And uh, it's a bit lengthy, so hang in there with me. But it comes from Matthew 21, starting in verse 1. It says this, As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. I love that. Just like, what are you doing? Why are you taking my stuff? Oh, the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. Okay. All right. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd, it says, just a few verses later, most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, that is Jesus, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, praise God for the son of David, or other translation uses the word Hosanna, Mm -hmm. which is what we hear all the time. familiar, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. And the crowds replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Mm. So that's the passage we usually look at this week. Yeah. Um, a fairly familiar passage. But one of the things that we kind of wanted to key in on is that, that in that last verse there, it says the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. The entire city. The entire city. Yeah. Not just a few people like you were talking about where right. we kind of, you know, you put those on the flannel graph. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the entire city was in an uproar. So we want to talk a little bit about why the city was in an uproar. Yeah. Yeah, because he would, I mean, is because Jesus is riding in on a donkey, the whole city uh, gets thrown into a tizzy. That doesn't seem quite right. It doesn't seem quite right. So what else is going on here? Yeah, that's right. That's good. Although, you know, donkeys can be upsetting. I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. One walked in right now, I'd I'd probably be in an uproar. What is going on? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so there's there's a lot that's happening in this city right now. And this is some of this high drama, high tension kind of stuff. And in our in our, our sermon, our, our message, we kind of uh, play, we're a little playful with this, but there there was likely another procession that preceded Jesus' entry into the city. Mm, okay. And it would have been Pilate, Pontius Pilate. Remember yeah. that guy? I remember Pontius. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's here in, in the rest of the story as well, pretty significantly. Yeah, absolutely. He's the Roman governor at the yeah. time. He's in charge of this entire area, which right. includes the city of Jerusalem. Right. And so what's happening in this moment is that they're celebrating, the Jewish people are celebrating the Passover. And if you remember, the Passover takes us all the way back to the Exodus story Mm -hmm. where God delivers his people from the oppressive government of Egypt. Right. It brings them out um, of that and provides for them in the desert and leads them to this new way of life. Yeah. Another um, super high drama story. Another super, yeah. the seminal story in the Old Testament yeah. that guides the rest of it. Right. Um, and so this is what's being remembered is God doing this, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and so if, if you, the, the high drama is also, um, there's a, a massive crowd here in Jerusalem. Right. Uh, the the population of Jerusalem during the Passover festival, which was an annual celebration, swelled to three to four times uh, the normal size of Jerusalem. Wow. People from everywhere 
came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Amazing. It's like a pilgrimage, right? And the temple yeah. was in Jerusalem, and so right. people are coming to, uh, to, to, to celebrate and observe yeah. this holiday. So think about it from the Roman perspective, yeah. right? You have massive amounts of people gathering together to celebrate God's delivering them from an oppressive government. (laughs) (laughs) Might feel a little bit threatening. Yeah, a little bit threatening. You see, one of the things that the Romans were always afraid of were large crowds because it meant potential uh, insurrection, potential revolution. Right. Uh, They wanted to keep things under control. Yeah. And so this this is the setting of this moment. Yeah. (laughs) Massive crowds. They're celebrating God delivering them from... What you know, a oppressive government. What Rome is to them right now, right? Uh, and it says that the entire city was in an uproar, and mm-hmm. that word means uh, filled with anxiety, mm. filled with uh, unsettledness. We yes. just came out of an unsettled series, right. yeah. So you have the, it says the entire city. You're getting to the place where, so this, yeah, this high drama. Where where you you could potentially have if someone starts something here, yeah, y- you could have groupthink and mob riots. Absolutely, yeah, yes. So this is, uh, um, yeah, this whole thousands of people here, right, who are experiencing what what maybe we would know better as civil unrest yeah. or religious unrest, where um, they're feeling such a tension, but they don't have a leader. That's right, and so. To the the Roman government, then that's just a big threat. It's it's a big threat. Yeah. So so we kind of play with this, but Pilate probably enters into the city around this time, uh, with with um, in all the pomp and circumstance of uh, the Roman Empire at yeah. this time. He's probably rolling in with soldiers, mm-hmm. war horses, all uh, you know, all in their their shining armor. Right. They want to put a display of power, uh, put yeah. a power on display. So that everyone stays under control. Don't start anything, everybody. Look at us in all of our might and glory. Yes. Uh, here we come. We are the rulers. We're the head. Uh, and right. we mentioned this a bit earlier. Uh, because Pilate was representing the Roman emperor at the time, mm-hmm. it's likely that they would have used words like, here comes the representative of the king of kings and the lord of lords. Wow. Meaning the emperor. Right. Right. Uh, and so... Uh, it's this, this, this is the setting in which Jesus enters the city. So it's wow. not this kind of nice flannel graph, small crowd of people that are just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Pilate would have come in first, uh, we, we believe here. And yeah. then, uh, and so all of these thousands of people would have seen this show of power and glory yeah. and I'm, I'm richer than you. I'm more powerful than yep. you. I'm stronger than yes. you. You don't stand a chance. Right. And then in comes Jesus. Rolling in on a donkey. A baby donkey. A baby donkey. Yeah. He's this, this you know, rabbi uh, um, who's also bringing in his own crowd right. uh, to this. And so we've got right. to remember that. This is one of the particular things that Rome had against Jesus mm-hmm. as an individual. It said everywhere he went, he also had crowds. He, he had, had crowds. He had his apostles, those other disciples that followed him mm-hmm. fairly regularly, and then the locals. Yeah, just always drew a crowd. Always we see that crowd. in other scripture. Thousands of people at, at times. Right. Yeah. And so we just want to kind of just highlight some of these things because it's fascinating to compare what is likely these two different entrances. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, part of, I think, understanding the cultural context helps us understand 
why were people at one point when Jesus comes into the city, why were they singing Hosanna, Hosanna. praise God? Yeah. And then just a week later, they're likely part of the crowd that are yelling crucify him. Right. Yeah. What is that? What caused that change? What is that uh, tension? And yeah, yeah. To go from 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 taking off their own garments and laying them yeah. down for Jesus's donkey to walk on <laughs> is such a sign of uh, of honor to to yell and crucify him, crucify him. What what happened in those yeah. few days? Yeah. Uh, I think you know part of it is um, the the expectations that people had of their Messiah, their yeah. Savior, what mm-hmm. that looks like, what that was supposed to be like. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as far as biblical scholars um, are able to tell, um, I mean, historically, there's two, and this is, well, I mean, it's just so recognizable even for us today. There's kind of two primary expectations of what they hoped their Messiah would be. Mm-hmm. Number one, a political uh, ruler. Right. Someone to come in, actually be part of the government and change that within. Right. Like yeah. maybe even creating a new po- uh, political party that just kind of takes over. Sure, yeah. Um, so there's that the political way of, of doing that yeah. uh, in their hope. And, one, or, that, one that worked in their favor. One that worked in their, their favor. Their hope, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of things here to understand. So Rome and the Jewish people had a really particular understanding. Mm-hmm. Usually when Rome conquered people or conquered other groups or other areas of the world, they would force that uh, that society that people group to uh to to give up all of their religious practices right and worship the emperor yeah they, yeah they wanted a homogenous yeah. uh, empire that's right yeah. it was one of the ways to control people in large uh, large scale um geography right the, the the jewish people had a unique understanding with rome and rome was essentially saying as long as you keep your people under control yeah you can practice your religion <laughs> isn't that fascinating so so it seems that rome understood or had this idea that the jewish people were a threat that yeah. they did have uh, they did possess uh the 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 power uh and the organization to uh, to rebel yeah. in a significant way. So they made accommodations, which Rome just didn't do. Yeah, they just didn't do that. I, it's just fascinating. So you have this political expectation of Messiah, or the other thing was uh, a military conqueror. Yeah. Um, so you have Pilate entering into the city, both in military power and political might. Right. And yeah. they're like, oh, look at that. That's cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we want that. We want right? that, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, can you can you just like go borrow some armor and a big horse or something? Right, like, exactly. Right in like that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus does not do that. Yeah, not even a little bit. Not even no. a little bit. It kind of makes a mockery of that yeah. display. Totally. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm in Jesus, the entirety of Jesus' ministry, I think he is... Uh, you know, unsettling and upsetting those kind of expectations of what Messiah would look like, at right. least the kind of cultural hopes of what a Messiah would look yeah. like. Yeah, Jesus is bringing a new kingdom. That's what he's doing. Absolutely. Ushering it in right right yeah. then and there. Uh, did the people recognize it? That's the question. Yeah. Right. And I think that's part of the problem here in this story is yeah. I don't think that they recognized it fully. Right. Um, there there were probably some who did. We know, you know, Jesus Jesus is... Um, Apostles and those that followed him, they understood who he was. Yeah. But uh, on a large scale thing, I don't think so. Yeah. And I wonder even if his, if, if his close followers, closest friends and disciples even in that moment wondered what 
what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, coming in on a donkey? You're not, there's no armor. There's no pomp and circumstance. What's, <laughs> right. did you forget how this works? <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you need a PR guy. <laughs> yeah, you need, yeah. Some social media profile yeah. <laughs> updates, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what another fascinating thing, we, we kind of walk through this a little bit more um, in, in our sermon in the message, but there's a lot of things that Jesus is doing as he enters into the city that are touch on his king kingliness that mm-hmm. that he is the king um but he does so in ways that are kind of more subtle yeah uh and we don't necessarily recognize and so that's the power of this is you you have Jesus not playing into these expectations of what society wants for their messiah right um but he is entering he is ushering in the kingdom of god that is greater far greater more powerful than all of this other stuff yeah um and um and it, it it's a kingdom not of political power or military might but it's it's a it's one of the heart uh, it is one of the heart yeah. uh, where we experience true freedom yeah uh, right. and a reconnectedness with the heart of God yeah uh, and so it's pretty fascinating what's happening here so just want to comment on a couple of these things yeah the gospel writer uh, says that Jesus comes from Bethpage and Bethany to the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, those are very holy places, right? Uh, yeah, where the the expectation the expectation is that the Messiah will come from those places. Mm-hmm. So the gospel writer does that specifically. He puts that in there and says, "Look at where Jesus is coming from." Right on on this particular journey, on where this he's heading. In. So his route yeah. was was uh, significant. Yeah, and yeah. I've walked that route. It wow. was fascinating. Yeah. And I'll put some pictures up in our devo- on our weekly devotional. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but you can see the city from the Mount of Olives. You can see Jerusalem and the gate that you're headed toward as you walk down mm-hmm. the path. Uh, it's pretty powerful um, just knowing, you know, what those places are. Yeah. And as Jesus heads toward the city from those places. So that's something to recognize, that the Messiah comes from these places and Jesus is coming from those places. Um, the next thing um, is that this donkey thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with the donkey? What's up with the donkey? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the donkey, uh, it's this fascinating thing that uh, in terms of Jewish history, um, kings have the right to commandeer any type of transportation that they would like. Right. And especially... Uh, modes of transportation that had not been used before. A, a brand new rig. A brand new rig. Yeah. Uh, no one had ever driven this rig. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, or sat on this donkey. Yeah. And so Jesus commands, it says he commands his people to go get that for him, bring it to him, and then he sits on it. Yes. And uh, it's it's <laughs> it's this kind of fascinating thing. There's also, I want to point out, um, I'm sure Jesus had this in mind from Zechariah 9.9. It says this, rejoice greatly, daughter Zion, shout, daughter Jerusalem, see your donkey come, sorry, oh man, messed that up, (laughs) let me start again, rejoice greatly, daughter Zion, shout, daughter Jerusalem, see your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. My goodness, and Zechariah is in the Old Testament, the Old so Testament. this predates Jesus. He's fulfilling a prophecy. He's here. fulfilling a prophecy here, and that's one of those things that I'm not. I don't know. We don't know who would have recognized that, right? Whether mm-hmm. the, the the disciples uh, would have known that prophecy. Jesus likely, uh, you know, knew that prophecy, and it's yes. probably why 
uh, he requested the use of a donkey. Right. I almost It almost makes me wonder if it was a statement to the religious elite, to yeah. those who would have studied scripture and, uh, and knew it inside and out. Maybe yeah. they would have recognized yeah. this, this uh, symbol. That's yeah. a great point. I kind of just wonder, like, you know, some of those religious elites, if they're like looking at all these things and be like, hmm. Yeah. I wonder, Wait a like, second. Does he know? Like, think they're thinking, does he know about that? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. This lowly, humble person. Right. Does, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating, um, all of that. The other thing is uh, the laying of cloaks and palm branches. Yeah. Um, that is a really cool connection um, historically uh, for the Jewish people because yeah. that is something that they reserved for the right of kings mm. in the line of David. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so Second Kings 9, 6, and 13, it says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anoint you king over the Lord's people Israel. It says, Quickly they took off their cloaks and spread them under him on, and on the bare steps. Mm. Then they, they blew the trumpet and shouted... Jehu is king. Mm. So another yeah. thing that uh, historically for the Jewish people, they reserved the right for kings, lords, right. uh, especially in the line of David. Especially the line of David. It's yeah. incredible. This stuff wow. is happening. I mean, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you know, would the people watching have known, I, I honest question, I don't yeah. know, if that Jesus was... Uh, in the line of David. I don't know how familiar people were with each other's lineages right. there. Um but they probably would have recognized yeah. again the the uh, the significance of that honor. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's likely you know part of why they were doing that. Right. Um, uh, and then you mentioned like groupthink. Uh, you know this in in terms of like the uh, upsetness of everybody in the in the crowd yeah. based on the you know, kind of the political aspects of what's happening. But, you know, I kind of wonder if the crowd started picking up, oh, that's cool. I remember that. Yeah. You know, we know what that means. Right. And so then people start taking off their And they start joining in. They start joining in. Yeah, exactly. Like like applause spreading through a yeah, crowd. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, then they start using this word, this Hosanna word, yeah. which means save us and come to our aid. Yeah, and it's a cool word. It's a cool yeah. word. We use it as a worship word now. Yes, uh-huh. Um, so, um, it is kind of both this, um, you know, this cry for help, but yeah. also this, um, sense of worship. We're honoring you and giving you praise yes. in the midst of this too. It's a recognition that we believe you can save us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's happening too, as Jesus comes, it says in the center of the procession, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so you have this just fascinating, uh, context that surrounds this whole thing. I, I hope you can understand after our discussion a little bit. It's not this nice, kind of fun, benign, Jesus is just strolling down a street and a donkey. Right. There's all of these other things that are in play here. Yeah. Um, and Jesus heads, and he knows where he's headed. I mean, people don't necessarily understand. They're like, okay, well, maybe Jesus is coming now. Maybe he is going to be a political ruler. Maybe right. he is going to start a revolution. We're ready Let's go. Everyone's We're upset. We're here for it. Yeah. We're feeling it. Right. <laughs> Let's fight. Yeah. Everyone's gathered together. Yeah. This is this is the time. We right. have we have enough people here to do this. Let's yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. But Jesus heads to a very different type of inauguration. Yes. One yeah. on the cross. Yeah. Uh and that was not understood. They're like, "Wait a minute. Later yeah. on, it's like you're going to you're going to get a you're a, you're getting arrested." Right. And you're just you're going to sacrifice yourself. You're just going to die. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to us. No. An inauguration of death does no, yeah. not make sense, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and so this this very powerful moment, Jesus is inaugurating this kingdom. Yeah. 
uh, one that will put to death our sin right. uh, and reconnect us with the heart of God. And um, it starts here in this moment in all of the all of the the tension that surrounds this. Yes, the hopes for people. Jesus is different. Uh, process of going forward. Right, yeah. Um, he's, Jesus is unsettling everyone who's watching him yeah. right here. In this this entire week of Holy Week, it is unsettling as we just you know came through this series yes. talking about that. I feel like in this uh, moment, in this procession, um, it's, Jesus is, is saying by his actions, just what he said in the Sermon on the Mount that we just uh, came through, uh, basically, you have heard it said. Here's yeah. your understanding so of what uh, what the Messiah will bring. Here's your understanding of of the law fulfilled. But instead, but I tell you, yeah. and then he takes it back to to the heart, <laughs> to right? The heart. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Acting out his his unsettling statements of turning the the understanding of uh, the Jewish people's understanding of the Messiah yeah. uh, just upside down. Yep, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and and changes the world. Changes it ch- the world. Changes everything. Yes. Uh, but just like you said, in a way, people wanted that change, but yeah. he did it in a way that they didn't expect. Right. Um, but now that right. w- now we all uh, get the benefit of that. Not just them there, you know, at that time. Yeah. Um, not a new political party for them and not a new military ru- ruler. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords provided for all of us for all time for every single person. Absolutely. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, love it. So love it, and isn't that true for us today too? That we 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 have expectations and things that we want Jesus to do in yeah. our lives, uh, but He accomplishes His purposes in ways that we don't expect. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we we are going to come to the end of our our uh, discussion today. I know this is another one of those where we could go on and on and yeah. talk about it. And uh, I I just want to encourage you just to dive in further into the stories of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, fall in love with Jesus again, all over again, uh, yeah. understand more of what he's doing and, and why it's important. And, uh, then let's celebrate together this whole week, uh, as we just keep our focus on this last week of Jesus's life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Pastor Holly. It's such a great discussion today. Yes, it was a good and one. And I'm going to, I say this each time, but I'm going to get some more coffee. I'm tired. It's time. Yeah, yeah. it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you all should get coffee too. Okay. Later. Bye. Bye.